0: You and your baby are getting used to each other, right? Your baby's learning how to properly latch. You're learning how to properly adjust your baby so that they can have a great latch. And this is all new to you. And your nipples are sore, like they hurt like hell. But when you have someone like a lactation consultant who's right by your side, they're constantly encouraging you and, you know, rooting you on and telling you that this is going to pass. Like, you can do this. Don't 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 give up.
1: Welcome to Yet! That's right, another episode of Period Sis, brought to you by the official box owner. Ladies and maybe gentlemen, I don't know, uh, <laughs> we did another box drop, y'all. We have made it to our one-year anniversary So if you have not yet, please go over to officialboxowner.com and get your subscription box. Yes, we do feature a lot of our very own Official Box Owner products in our one-year anniversary box. So if you've been considering trying it out, this is your best chance to not only try out our products, but also see what all the fuss is about regarding our quarterly subscription boxes. If you are not in a position to subscribe, we do also have one-off boxes available. Guys, this episode, I am joined by not only a really good friend of mine, but this conversation stems from one, from me listening to another podcast. I'm excited to have yet another tale of womanhood for women by women right here on the Period This Podcast, and here we are. Uh, I want to introduce to you guys this week, Carla Wilmaris, who is the founder and owner of idea to launch She is also... One half of the Whatever She Says podcast and the host of Pivot with Purpose, formerly known as Shit, I'm Thirty.
0: Hi, Carla. How are you? I want to whoever's producing. I put the clapping stuff when you start talking about me. I want. Oh, yay! God. What?
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Hello. Hey, okay. if you guys <laughs> have been listening to periodsists from the very beginning, you may have gone back and remember hearing my conversation with Carla during her pregnancy during COVID. Her pregnancy was, you know, I mean, I think for a lot of people who were pregnant. Over the last year and a half, having to go through all of the COVID protocol, it definitely calls for a less than normal pregnancy,
0: but now Carla, your baby is nine months old. He'll be nine months tomorrow, two days from now. Yes. Come on, nine months—we made it, baby. We got him. He's still alive. We're kicking. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's
0: talking and kicking, all right.
1: Oh my um, gosh. The conversation that we're gonna have this week stems from actually Carla's partner. Uh, for those who, of you that do not know, her fiance is Wax who can oftentimes be heard not only on her Whatever She Says podcast, but also on The Brilliant Idiots with Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne. And I was listening last week, and they had quite the discussion about their views on women breastfeeding in public. And just so that you guys can hear kind of what was said, here's a clip from that show here. Okay, so Carla, I meant to have this conversation with you Because you currently still are breastfeeding, correct? Yep, we're nine months strong, baby. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning with that. Your child now is your second child. Did you breastfeed with your first child? And do you know if you were also breastfed as a child as well?
0: I believe I was breastfed for three months from what I remember that my mom told me. My first daughter, I breastfed her for a year, but it was exclusively pumping. So I exclusively pumped for a year, and I was 18 years old. It was very, very different situation. And she was a preemie. We wanted to make sure she was breastfed. She was so delicate. So I did, which is really hard, at 18 too. Let me just say something right. really strong, because breastfeeding is not easy. And I've done... Posts about it, and now as being older, I've talked about it. Breastfeeding is very hard to upkeep and to do for even a week, bro. Like, it's really hard, but to keep it to a year, I want to give myself a trophy to give it to nine months right now. And to every mom, you deserve everything and every flower you get because it is not easy.
1: Right. I did. Okay. And so you've been breastfeeding for nine months now. And let's get into when you heard this clip. How do you feel about your partner feeling? Like breastfeeding in public is inappropriate. Yeah, Wax was in here talking about how he hates uh, breastfeeding. No, I did yeah. not. Say what that. did you say? I love breastfeeding. My son continues to breastfeed till he's one years old. I just think it's a problem with women just pulling their breasts out if if there's somewhere else to go. Now, if there's nowhere else to go, we like I said, we're in a DMV or something like that, and you got to pull the thing over, cover yourself. All all good. But if there's other places for you to go for not make your man uncomfortable and other people uncomfortable, regardless of if you think it's not. What about your different. child that need to eat? Yeah, bottles. What do you think bottles is for? What if you don't have bottles? We what if you're did. breastfeeding? That's what I'm trying to tell you. We and have you know what? Bottles. That's, what, that's, what, I, that's what I be saying when I say men are so selfish, because when you breastfeed, a woman's breasts fill up and they get and hard the and they case. hurt. We, so we so, that, so that's why. Good. That's why if you notice, know sometimes your son probably will be sleeping. And, and Carl will be like, ah, and be like oh my God, I, can, like I can't wait for him to wake up. Yeah, he's like a fucking rock. No, I'm waking him up. That's just, I feel a rock. So let her let, sit there and do. Let, but that, that's, that's what you game. got breast covers for. You got the covers and everything. You got the baby under the cover. Like and Yeah, that's for when there's nowhere else to go. And that's when you got other people in the car and my baby hungry right now. Yes. I don't care. What, like, if you're in a restaurant, woman wants to breastfeed at the table, do your thing. I don't care.
0: care, care, care. So, this is a conversation again. He's not just like a baby daddy or somebody I met 3 weeks ago. Right. I was friends with this guy and I know his frame of thinking. And I also know how controversial public breastfeeding is. It's not just him. This is something that's a controversy and it will be I feel like it'll be controversial especially in our country for the longest time because of how we sexualize women's bodies. So, mm. when it comes to breastfeeding and with him and when I heard it, I knew where it was coming from because him and I have had this conversation plenty of times. You know, I have to with our baby, he didn't latch on at first. So, again, when I say breastfeeding is hard, that shit is hard. It's for the birds. I remember putting a post up saying that whatever moms talk about, oh, this is so natural and easy, go play in traffic. Like, <laughs> a hard fuck you to you, whoever. Like, I mean, God bless you if you can latch them from the second that they leave the hospital you don't have cracked nipples and it's just so pretty. But fuck you, because it's not like that for most women. Wait, they don't- what, wait. what makes it difficult? Like, tell the people who you know, maybe experiencing
1: it or may think it's easy. What made it difficult for you?
0: We don't know what the fuck we're doing. The baby don't know what the fuck he doing. I don't know what I'm doing. The only person I ever put my titties on was a grown man. He wasn't trying to feed off of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we don't know what we're doing. The baby's trying to figure it out as well. Yes, it is something natural for them to do, but we need to figure it out. I had what we call inverted nipples. So okay. they don't necessarily like go, they're not all the way in. No, mine are flat. I'm sorry, not inverted. Mine were flat.
1: So yeah, it took
0: some program. time for the baby to pull you them show us out. Your, can I see what flat
1: nipples look like? No, I'm just. I'm
0: oh yeah, just... yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me unclip. So when you see on Instagram or in movies like this, these huge nipples that look like they're out of a bottle, right? I don't have that shit. My nipples weren't like that. And a lot of women don't. What happens is the baby pulls them out as they're sucking. So oh, now, yeah. nine months later, they are. But my journey didn't start that way with Psalm. Psalm wasn't latching. I was pumping and I was overproducing milk as well. I was an overproducer. So I had tons of milk. I was a cow, but the baby at the end of the day was not latching. He couldn't get it. We thought he had a lip tie. We thought he had a tongue tie. I took him. I had, what's it called? Lactation consultants that I wanted to go see at the hospital. I tried people coming to the house. I tried a uh, postpartum doula. We tried everything and he just could not figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. Also, when he was first born, he had jaundice. So he was in the hospital for 12, 13 days, and we had to syringe feed him.
1: Because you were in the hospital for so long, is that why you were aware of a lactation consultant? I'm not sure I'm familiar with that at all. Is that something that
0: most hospitals um, offer? Mm -hmm. So from what I believe, I truly believe, so two pregnancies in most women, once you go in, a lactation consultant at some point comes in. Honestly, they come in for 2.5 seconds and they're like, oh, like yeah do this right here stick your titty in the mouth they told you teach you a some tricks and then that's it they leave they go home and you're done you know now you're lost so I went back and I scheduled appointments with lactation consultants and I had a doula that's um very pro breastfeeding and trying to help we tried everything we we thought he had a lip tight tongue tight I don't know what the fuck that was until I had my baby and I saw other moms going through it so they have like a you know that little piece of skin that you have on top of your lip and under your tongue well, some kids have it bigger and f- push further forward so they can't stick their tongue out. So, look, if you feel under your tongue, when I mean, you go okay. like this, that part right there, and then this part right here, this, right, that goes even further forward and the lip won't lift, which means that they can't grasp the whole nipple. Got gotcha. Right? Or the areola, I should say. Their their mouth should be over the whole areola. So anywho, the point is I was just pumping, pumping. We had to get the baby syringes. So that also did not help in him being able to latch right away. So he was being used to bottles and the syringes. Four months in, the baby's still not latching, but I'm still trying. I really wanted to breastfeed this time around.
1: What made you really want to be someone who breastfed? If four months later, it was still difficult to, like, like what made you keep pushing to want to breastfeed?
0: So I was still pumping, but listen, I wanted the nutrition for the baby. I wanted him to have breast milk. There's nothing better than breast milk for your child. Yes, formula is great. If you're not able to breastfeed, there's no like you want something or you're better than me because, no, there's none of that. But I wanted my child to have the breast milk. I know how healthy kids are when they're able to breastfeed. I know my baby hasn't been sick. He's been sick one time in these whole nine months. like one. And we had to go on plane rides and all this stuff, so I know things were going to come about. But I wanted to really do, like, keep going. But also, people don't talk about how fucking annoying it is to clean these bottles. These bottles have all kinds uh, of pieces in it, right? Nibbles and you have to wash them. And these motherfuckers eat every two hours, you know? And now you're <laughs> pumping. you got to clean the pump parts. And the pump parts ain't just one, right? If you have the one, you're stuck to the wall for 20 minutes pumping, five to six times a day sometimes eight times a day depending you know in the beginning they're up all night so you're always pumping that shit gets exhausting so it's a big difference when you can just grab your baby stick them on your boob and that's it they're done keep it moving let's talk about that the
1: idea of your baby being hungry every two hours i know that that was even the conversation between wax on the brilliant idiots as well and mind you guys Ladies, we know if you go listen, it's three men talking about fucking breastfeeding. So you can only imagine how ignorant it sounds. But knowing that your child gets hungry this often, Mm -hmm. his take on it was that women shouldn't just pop their breasts out and latch a baby on because there's a point in time where the titty is just out before the baby is latched on. And that's where he. Which
0: I will tell you, it's literally .01 seconds. My baby's head is already here. When I pull my bra out and let me tell you, he's not waiting more than a second before grabbing this <laughs> titty. He is hungry and he wants it and he wants it now. So the kids aren't just like playing with it. I mean, now he plays with it because he's getting older and he gets bored while feeding, but that's not what happens usually when they're hungry. You know, when you pop in your titty, that's because he's crying and he wants the milk right, right. now. Uh, so when it comes to public. And that's the
1: thing too, the baby definitely isn't looking at your breast as a sexual thing. Babies no. don't know that this, that the mind you, I know breasts are a sexual thing to men, but they are literally almost a part of like the reproductive system if they're yeah. if they're mm-hmm. milk holders. They literally know. are.
0: They are so, the refrigerator. They are the kitchen. They are everything. Like these boobs literally keep this child alive. So my biggest supporter for breastfeeding is wax. He was the one that was out there. Do not give my baby a bottle in the hospital. He's like, whatever. What do you need? We need a, a new freezer for my milk to be stored. He was at the place like, I need this. I need How that.
1: How is he a supporter of breastfeeding but not breastfeeding in public? What is literally the back and
0: forth there? The, he does not agree with someone else viewing my body, but this is not just breastfeeding. This is in any other way. He, yeah, he wants me to be sexy certain times, but he's just like, you know, keep it to a minimum. He's not the type that's like, let's go to a beach and you're wearing a thong. That's not the man that I have. I have a very conservative man. He's very conservative to the extreme of public breastfeeding. Now, I will tell you, him and I were traveling and we were at the airport. We missed the flight or we didn't get, whatever, whatever, we didn't get on the flight and we had to wait. Psalm was tripping, screaming. He was hungry. I needed to pump. And he didn't want, he didn't want me to pump in public. I have like, uh, what's it called? Wireless pumps. Right. But what he will do, he will take his big ass and go to whoever's, find her a room right now. So we were in the airport and he made them, let me go in the back of a JetBlue's luggage claim, baggage claim and in their break room. And he's like, no, no, not the bathroom. He's like, she needs the break room. She needs space. Nobody go in there. And he literally, they opened up the doors for me. So that's the things that he'll do. If we're in a restaurant, he'll be like, find her an office. Get her this. Get her somewhere. Is there? Do you guys have a private room? So he'll do that. He's not telling me. We have had the argument of the whole bathroom situation, and we did get into a fight What's recently. The
1: bathroom situation.
0: When people will be like, "Go to the bathroom to feed your baby, bitch!" I'm with So to that
1: me. was something as well that was said on that episode.
0: Yes, because he knows. So what he said to me when him and I a couple of days before I got into an argument at a restaurant was that I was about to breastfeed the baby, and he's like, "Go to the bathroom or something." And that triggered me. What triggered you? by Bathroom. Yourself? Can you imagine me feeding my baby while this like Karina is taking a shit in the stall next door? Now I got to smell shit while I'm feeding my baby and he got to smell shit too. What? And you know, there's shit particles and piss particles and nasty ass people How in the bathroom. Like are
1: just dirty, right? They're
0: dirty. So you should never tell a woman to go to the restroom to go feed because like we said, we don't eat in the bathroom. You're not going to eat your lunch at break time on the toilet. Right. I don't want to feed my baby. And this is a time when I need to relax in order to feed and for the milk to flow down. You need to be in a very relaxed state when you're stressed out. When I first moved, my milk production went like plummeted. I was stressed. It was a lot going on. I wasn't producing milk like I needed to. So stress will cause that. Do you think I'm relaxed in a fucking bathroom? it's nasty so no do not tell a woman to go to a bathroom but if there is a place where you can go i have to pick my battles with my partner right i have someone who's extremely supportive who's gonna get me whatever i remember crying to him and i'm like i'm sick and tired of a pump and being stuck to the wall there's a pump that i want it's 500 dollars. he was like what i said i want it and i want it now i'm crying i cannot do this anymore ayana was out of town he was out of town i can't take care of the baby while holding on to these pumps that within 20 minutes the pump was at my house you know, so he's willing to support it. So pick your, but I have to pick my battles. Am I okay with just saying, you know what? I'm just not going to stick my titty out in public. I'll cover up or I'll find an office or I'll go breastfeed in the car. You know, things like that. I'm okay with it. I choose that. Some women are like, absolutely not. I'm whipping my titty out in public and that is it. Now I don't see anything wrong with public breastfeeding. I really, really don't. Me personally, because I don't see it as sexual Now, when you look at their point of view sometimes and you're like, "There's some pervs out there and they'll try to take pictures and they're going to sit there and probably go in the bathroom or in a corner and jerk off to the fact that they just saw most of your titty because they're not even seeing like the whole thing. Men do do that, too. It's weird
1: because I remember you and I kind of argued about this a few years ago and we kind of thought differently. I think at the time I was against it as well, Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, clearly my mind has I've grown. I've matured, (laughs) I guess. Because you have so many of these conversations as well, do you feel the need, because your partner is so against something that is technically natural to you as a woman, do you feel the need to educate him or do you really feel like this is a picking of battles? Because when you speak about it, you say you choose to pick your battles, but is this not a place to maybe also educate him on how this isn't sexual and how this is something that a lot of women face but Absolutely. they're also mothers like what yeah. type of conversations do you have to educate him about the importance of this
0: So I talk to him about it all the time at the end of the day like I said a conservative man in this country who knows that other men view women just very sexually and he doesn't like his woman to be sexualized it, I know that it comes from that, and it just that's life experience of an individual. But I do educate him, and I teach him, like, you know, what is breastfeeding? Why is it so important for a woman to breastfeed? Why is it better for him to latch than to do pumping and breastfeeding? Because when the baby, this is the odd thing I just learned. Listen, at 18, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But at 34, I know that when the baby is latching onto my breast and he's sick, my breast milk, literally as he's latching, knows what he needs, and it creates antibodies and things to f- heal him. So if he starts feeling some type of way because he's latched onto me, my body says, oh, he needs X, Y, and Z and produces that. My milk will turn colors depending on what he needs. Wild shit, girl. Wild shit. Yes. Your breast and your body as a woman is amazing what it does for your baby. So I have educated him, which is why he's such a big supporter, but he does have a strict thing. He's like, just not publicly, do not show your body publicly. Again, this is not just breastfeeding though. He views this when it comes to, you know, being super sexy, which I've never been, probably why we're engaged. You know, he probably wouldn't date a woman that's like, I would say, you're very free with your body. I don't dress like you. We're Girl, friends and we dress completely dress different. Sexy Girl, it was that summer 2019 when you started wearing sneakers. Don't get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you were in heels. You about to wardrobe shame me right now? Why is that a shame? Are you not proud of how you dress? I think I have a lot more style than you personally, but I'm going to let you. No, you do. No, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm more of a tomboy. Like I don't wear dresses. That's a person. I I don't like it. Me neither friend. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like body suits. I don't wear them. Also, I don't have your body type. So your body type gets way more over sexualized than mine does. We can both wear a bikini next to each other and yours will look like sex. And I will look like a 12 year old boy with boobs. That is the only difference we'll have because I'm squared as hell. I don't have an ass. I don't have hips. You know, I, I don't have, like, I have big boobs, but for my, it just doesn't look that way. And that is society. That's, Can just, that's not Can we get into that
1: conversation? Yeah. Um, Because while you're mentioning your big boobs. I paid, for my. <laughs> my for my, I paid for mine. I paid for mine. So I do want to ask if there was any conversation during pregnancy regarding your implants and how that would affect breastfeeding.
0: I was terrified. I got my implants after my baby. So I was 22 years old when I got my implants. So, And they were through my nipple. So I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. You go on Google and Google will tell you all kinds of crazy shit. Now the doctors do tell you, you'll be fine. You should be able to breastfeed. There's a very small percentage that you won't be able to. The same with women that don't even have breast implants. Some women just are Mm -hmm. not able to breastfeed. I didn't have that problem by the grace of God. Like I didn't. I was scared, but I started leaking before I had the baby. By the time I had him, I can pump 12, 14 ounces, no problem. Again, I was an overproducer, which caused a lot of pain as well. But I had tons of milk for my son, which happens to be Wax's son. And if y'all know what Wax looks like, they're two hungry motherfuckers. They eat a lot. This child eats like a two year old boy. It's insane so my body knew that he needed that much milk and he went okay. through it that entire freezer he went through it but yeah i know with my implants it wasn't an issue i had friends with implants they didn't have an issue so i think that if you had a good surgeon and you didn't have any complications you should be fine breastfeeding don't stress it don't stress it because when you're stressing about it it's not your implants is your body stressed out and not producing milk
1: so i want to ask you about that as well what is the correlation? I know you said you, you have to be comfortable just to breastfeed your baby, but what is the correlation between stress and the production of milk? How does it just stops
0: the it to Really I don't, I don't know the scientific part about it, but if you are stressed, if you are not happy if you're not in a good mental space, the milk just doesn't come it doesn't flow. It really wow. really doesn't you will notice a difference that's why it's so important for you to have people around you. Those first three months are hell. All right, hell, your baby not sleeping. You not sleeping. You're tired. And even if he is sleeping, your boobs will get engorged and you have to get up and pump anyway, right? You don't eat. You forget to eat. You stink. Your body does produce body odor after you have the baby because so your armpits will smell really fucking bad. And uh, you'll shower and it still smells. So that produces the baby to find where to go. He'll look for that smell. And then he's here. Really, Like, girl. I'm telling you, I didn't know none of this. So you have body odor towards the beginning and you're like, why the fuck do I smell? And it goes away. Your nipples get really, really, are really, really dark during pregnancy. That goes away too. It's just having that support of people to bring you food. If you have a friend that's pregnant, the only thing I will say to you is just call them and say, what do you want from Uber Eats? That's it. Here's an Uber Eats, like, or here's an Uber Eats gift card. Go and order something. Bring them food. Food, food, food. If you have a breastfeeding baby, that's another thing. You forget to eat. You're not eating. You're not drinking water. You're not producing milk. You're not relaxed. You're not producing milk. You're not sleeping. You're not producing milk. You need support. The baby ain't sleeping. He ain't gonna sleep. Right. So you need the support from people. So I don't think until you have a child, you won't know how to support someone with a child. But if you don't have one, listen to somebody telling you someone's pregnant. Give them food just feed them and then sometimes go there i had my friend jenna who will come and at night and say hey go sleep and just the fact that i was able to have four hours of sleep i felt like a brand new woman i called her crying one day at eight o'clock at night i'm like please she brought her 13 year old son over i think it was 12 at the time put him to sleep on the couch and just kept the baby in the living room with her just so i can sleep and my boobs woke me up anyway like right. soaked i needed to feed him right. but those four hours made me feel like i had a week of sleep So just really help a woman be able to breastfeed. I think a lot of times when women can't breastfeed, they're in their head. They don't have the support. They didn't get a professional to help them. And all these things can be free. When I went to the hospital for that lactation consultant, it was free. It was covered by your insurance? No. Like even like there's places where it it doesn't cost anything. They literally have free places to help you. So look for those resources. Really, really look. Some insurance is covered. Other, there's just resources to go. You really can find them. Like, don't be scared to find. And even online. Or finding someone that you have to pay for. If you have the money, pay for somebody to come to your house. It's worth it. And again, like I said, the first four months, Sam didn't latch. He was going through the four-month regression, which is another thing that I had nothing about. I didn't know nothing about. But he was sleeping. And then all of a sudden, he was just cranky for weeks, right? For like a week. And he was so cranky, he just grabbed my boob one day. And just started feeding. I said, the fuck you doing, bro? And <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, what is going on? I so like, he's just feeding, feeding until he was satisfied, burped, pooped. I'm like, am I feeding him enough? This is, I don't know if he's getting six ounces. Is he getting four ounces? What is, how much is he getting? But again, a professional told me as long as he's gaining weight, as long as his diapers are still full of pee, he's good. I said, okay, fine. And he's been good ever since. Now he's eating other foods because he's older, but he did latch. So it might take four months. Maybe if I, But what if I would have given up? What if I said, fuck this, I'm getting formula, and that's it? Which now I do supplement with formula sometimes. You know, I'll breastfeed most of the day, and then he'll get a bottle or two just because, you know, he's hungry and I want to give it to him. And I did, it. and that was my personal choice. Some people don't give formula at all. Right. So it's just, I don't like shaming other moms for not breastfeeding, but I also want to push them to do it because it's hard, but then it, be, it gets better. It really does get better, but it doesn't feel like it's going to get better because you're already sleep-deprived and tired.
1: Right. That's why I'm so glad that you like went through your journey. Cause I know not even breastfeeding anything in life. If we ain't getting it for four months, why the fuck would I keep trying? A lot for of us what? are very quick to give up on things if we just can't get it. Yeah. So the fact that even after four months, you still kept trying and now right. you're nine months into it. Um, I think that's amazing. I guess my last question to you is when do you think at what age is the baby too old to breastfeed? Do you have a certain timeline that you want to stop potentially breastfeeding some? Um, I know some women breastfeed their babies for a long time. So I want to have that conversation as to when you think breastfeeding should stop. Because, girl, you feeding your uh, kid food. So I'm like, how are your baby still on your nipple and eating pancakes and shit? He like, eats waffles <laughs>
0: and washes them down with my boob. So, <laughs> <laughs> literally. So this is another thing when it comes to wax. He's like, yo... He, because he's a big boy. Like, is a big boy. And he'll look at him and he's like, you don't think he's getting too big for that titty? I think it is. <laughs> I think it's half. The baby's getting, he's big. And second, a man will, I think in a way, he won't admit it, but there's times where I feel like he could be jealous of psalm you know what i mean okay there's a lot of attention we give our babies and it fluctuates from the attention that he used to get as my man you know right. when it was just him and i ayana's older his son is older so i'm my face is on this boy all day long this, this he's is. on me so he's on my boobs he has my body so when wax and i will get intimate and he wants to go on me i'm like hold on my boobs hurt or i shot him in the face with breast milk in the middle of sex but <laughs> he he has told me, he's like, yo, when that boy gets too old, like, oh, it's, oh, it's too old. that we've had the conversation okay. to me. I wouldn't push it past 18 months, but not necessarily okay. because he's too big or it's going to look stupid. I want my body back. I want okay. my body back so bad. I'm so tired of him coming and pulling on me and taking my and in the mornings. I got to give it and two days ago, three days ago, I woke up and I forgot to feed him at night. He went to bed, and he didn't get to latch on, and I didn't pump. I woke up the next day, and I was fucked because I had clogged ducts. So when your ducts get clogged, the pain that takes over your body is awful. It feels like you literally want to go to the hospital. So... I just don't, I want my body back and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of him just having it and just to feel normal again, to not have that pain of my boobs getting too full, to just, I want to fucking not spray somebody with breast milk in their face. Right. You know? <laughs> so eight, I don't think I'll go past 18 months. I'm over it. I've been over it for months. But Man, then it's like, I'm <laughs> once I'm over it, then I'm like, oh, fine, calm. Like I got to feed. It's, it's still a bonding thing with your baby. But I don't know if I'll make it to 18 months. I'm, I'm pushing for 12, shooting for 12. But after that, I don't know okay maybe once a day i don't know so they dry out
1: (laughs) well i'm ready to have my friend back fuck you having your body back oh my god i thought you were gonna say i'm ready to have a baby (laughs) i I got so excited
0: i thought (laughs) you you were gonna say you're
1: ready for a baby no oh that's what you thought i was gonna say i thought you were gonna say that no No, ma'am you know me better than that i I know know. (laughs) but you know a little one you have plenty of boobs to give To these men, (laughs) hey, Uh, one man right here, one man right here. That's enough to go around for two. Um, Carla, let everyone know where they can listen to you. And also for those of you listening and wanting to start your own podcast, Carla also helps podcasters launch and come up with ideas. So Carla, you give your little spiel just so uh, my listeners can reach out to you.
0: So I am a podcast strategist I fell in love with the behind the scenes and strategy of podcasting from being in front of the mic So now the only way really to work with me is through something called vip days We literally launch your podcast from idea to launch artwork trailer episodes everything edited in one day So it's a vip day and then we are launching now next month So get on the wait list if you are a podcaster or a podcast producer We are doing a membership so this membership includes a masterclass, a life coaching a month, templates, challenges every single month. And it's a community of podcasters that look like us, sound like us, and have are our, our like-minded. I'm very pro people of color in the podcasting space. Our voices are not, are not heard in the way that they need to be. They're not publicized like they need to be. You know, you are here and you have huge platforms, but you're still in a space that's hella white. So I shoot to helping others, you know, not only put their business up front like you do with official box owner and period says, but pushing your businesses, pushing your brand and just speaking, you know what you're an expert on, on a podcast. So that membership is opening up. And if you have at least one podcast already out there and you want help and you want community and you want to talk to friends of mine, like yourself, Mandy, who you're coming on, you, know, you ain't got no choice, but a lot of people within the <laughs> industry who's coming once a month, every month we have different themes. So we'll be doing that uh, on idea to launch. So you can go to com. Or just, you know, follow me on social media. I did a launch on social media as well, and all the information will be there. So anything and everything podcasting, it is me and then whatever she says with wax if you guys want to hear some wild shit.
1: Oh, great. <laughs> well, Carla, thank you for joining me yet again. You are the most recorded guest here on Period Sis. I appreciate you, you know. for joining me. Guys, also stay tuned for some stats and facts. I'm gonna let y'all know kind of what society's views are right now on public breastfeeding.
0: Don't be afraid to ask for the time that you need. If you are going back to work, let your employer know that you are breastfeeding and it is the law for them to require time and a room, not the restroom, for you to pump.
1: All right. So y'all let me know if y'all are sick of hearing from Carla as much as I am because I only talk to her every day. This is what I love is that conversations like this can be had on a platform. And hopefully you guys learned as much as I did on this episode. Of course, many of you guys know that I am a woman who has not underwent the experience of pregnancy. But it's always just mind boggling to me what the woman body is. Is capable of. Um, And I wanted to go ahead and give you guys, of course, some stats and facts. Despite the fact that breastfeeding in public is legal. In all 50 states, people still find it offensive. What's even more jarring is there are more women than men who think it's wrong to nurse in public locales. Again, which is crazy. Carla and I did have the conversation years ago where I was like, whoa, what's that about? And clearly my stance on this has changed. However, it's amazing to see that also a father who advocates for breastfeeding could also feel as though... It's something that should not be done in public. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really odd. It says that 25% of women believe that it is inappropriate for a woman to nurse or use a breast pump in public, compared to 22% of men. Now, when you look at 25 and 22%, I don't know about y'all. That ain't enough to make me feel like a quarter <laughs> of the population is against public breastfeeding. Um, again, this is just really interesting, um, you know, concept. However, I love all of the gems that Carla was able to drop on this week's episode of PeriodSys. As you guys know, we've also just reached our one year anniversary of Official Box Owner. So if you have not yet, make sure you go on over to OfficialBoxOwner.com and get your one year box number five subscription box again. You can do the one-off box or the subscription and you will be charged quarterly. That's once every three months. So only four times a year do we drop this box and are you able to get some really dope items? And of course, because it is a one-year anniversary box, we just felt it necessary um, to make sure we included a lot of official box owner products. So if you have been curious about using Bork acid suppositories, apple cider vinegar gummies, we have it for you in this box. We also have a reusable disc that is used during your period from Vagesty. If you use promo code boxowner over at vagesty.com, you can get 10% off of so many of your products. And then of course, if you got the box as well, Box House went ahead and dropped a $20 gift card in the box as well. Super excited to have collabed with two black-owned, women-owned businesses for this box drop. And we already have January box complete. That's right. So if you haven't yet signed up, go to officialboxowner.com. Make sure you join our mailing list. And again, thank you so much for tuning in to Period Sis. It is another tale of womanhood. And until next time, bye guys.